Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (laughs) Today's episode of the other stories is... The Safe, written by Georgia Cook and narrated by Josh Curran. It was a dark, fetid place. The air stunk of decay and old urine. The walls glimmered with ancient graffiti. The Varian Hotel had been closed now for twenty years and looked every inch of it. Harvey's boot touched something soft and mushy. He cursed, swinging his torch beam across the floor. Oh, Christ, Rob, this place is a dump. A dump's good, Rob said, inspecting the remains of an upturned table. A dump means nobody comes here. They were standing in the remains of the hotel lobby, shadows flooding the ceiling, making it appear vast and endless. Carpet lay in mouldy patches across the floorboards. The front door had been an easy fix, the rotten wood giving way easily under Rob's boot. No use being quiet, not all the way out here. Someone's been down here already, Harvey motioned to the graffiti. Several boarded doorways led off into the deeper parts of the hotel. Rob was examining them with the air of a connoisseur. He shrugged. Didn't have the keys though, did they? You said this bloody place hadn't been touched by anyone, said Harvey. Untouched fucking riches, you said. Rob waved him away. Ah, Sam down the pub, yeah, his mate knows a bloke who used to be a bellhop here decades ago. 
Yeah? Yeah, said there was a huge stash hidden in the hotel, just locked away when the place closed down. Nobody's come to collect it for years. Oh, Sam's talking a load of bollocks. Yeah? Rob's smile flashed white in the darkness. So what are these then? He drew something small and rusted from his pocket and held it up to the light. It was a set of keys, four in total, each covered in a film of tarnish. He sold them to Sam, said they were worth a fortune to anyone who could get inside. And Sam sold them to you for how much? Rob's expression soured. He stuffed the keys back into his pocket. Never you bloody mind. And why'd this bellhop never come back for the stash himself? Would you shut your bloody trap? You're only here because I told you. Could have done this all by myself, couldn't I? Harvey glared at the back of Rob's head as he stomped away. Rob was a live wire, prone to exaggerations and wild fancies, but he had his nose to the wind when it came to jobs. Always knew someone who knew someone. Sometimes, sometimes, his tips paid off big. Harvey also knew Rob couldn't do this without him. Harvey was the muscle, the doorbreaker, the force. Rob was small and wiry, the brains of the operation, but no use in a fight. He talked a big game, but he'd be nowhere without help. Uh, this stash had better be worth our time, Harvey muttered, shifting from foot to foot. He'd brought his duffel bag filled with his tools of the trade. It was a comforting weight on his shoulder, but no use if this whole charade turned sour. Rob was behind the reception desk now, tapping at a door set deep in the shadows. Whoever had left the hotel in this state had paid particular attention here. The boards were nailed in hard, biting what little remained of the faded wallpaper. This one, he said, standing back. How do you know? Harvey went to stand beside him. Look, things barely been touched. Rob flashed him another grin. You got the stuff? Harvey nodded. He set down the duffel bag, unzipped it with care, and selected a crowbar from the jumble inside. It glinted in the darkness, wicked sharp. Harvey always felt better with a weapon in hand. He set to work on the wooden boards, levering each one away from the wall with a splintering crack. Harvey winced, his gaze jolting to the door. But they were out in the countryside here, nothing but trees and moorland for miles around. Even if someone heard them, they could overpower a night watchman easy. He kicked away the last of the boards and eased open the door. Darkness loomed thick and black on the other side. A set of narrow wooden steps led downwards into the gloom. A blast of air swept up from within, smelling of rot and mould, cold as sin. Harvey coughed. <coughs> Christ, what's that smell? Rob rubbed his hands together excitedly. Come on, he motioned, coming down the staircase. Harvey followed, still holding the crowbar. He'd humour Rob, for now, he decided. If nothing came of tonight, well, they were in the middle of nowhere here, weren't they? Nowhere to run, and Harvey had the car keys. The cellars of the Varian were vast, a winding labyrinth of corridors and passageways, echoing and dark, leading to a huge central chamber at the heart of the hotel. The men's torch beams swept over glistening concrete floors and abandoned shelving units. 
cobwebs hung in distant corners. A vast boiler lurked against a back wall, cold and silent. And something squat and square sat crouched in the middle of the cellar floor. Harvey stared. Christ, you were right. It was a safe. A large red safe, squatting on a set of stumpy metal legs. It looked almost new, gleaming and untouched in the subterranean darkness, a series of heavy iron locks bristling down one side. Rob let out a gunshot laugh. What did I tell you? What did I bloody tell you? He clapped Harvey on the shoulder and started forward. Harvey hesitated. Something about the safe sent a prickle of unease down his spine. It looked like a glitch, some strange, pristine distortion in the landscape. Who on earth left a safe here, of all places? Rob had no such concerns. He paced around it, laughing to himself. Look at this thing! Look at this fucking thing! He knelt, fiddling with the locks. Let's get this beauty open! Harvey jiggled from foot to foot, peering into the night-black corners of the cellar. The twitching unease rippled in his gut, hot and uncomfortable. Harvey didn't like feeling uncomfortable. Harvey feeling uncomfortable often led to violence. Rob froze suddenly. Do you hear that? Hear what? Shh! Rob put a finger to his lips. Listen! A soft, almost indecipherable sound wound across the stillness. They sat in silence, listening. It's just the rats, Harvey said after a while. It's just rats, isn't it? Yeah. Rob licked his lips. Just rats. Rats in the walls... Insects in the plaster, this place was full of noises, skittering, wiggling noises. Just rats. Rob went back to his work. The keys rattled as he worked them one by one into the heavy locks. Harvey tried not to wonder why a safe needed so many. The final lock clicked open. Rob sat back with a cry of triumph. Harvey edged across the floor, the crowbar clutched tight in both hands. The safe door swung outward, revealing a cramped space beyond, thick with shadow. Harvey's throat hitched. There was something off about that shadow. Surely they should be able to see something of the safe's interior, the back of the box. Rob peered closer. What on earth? He reached out a hand and jolted back with a yell as something lurched out of the safe and grabbed his wrist. In the jumbled flash of torch beams, Harvey caught a glimpse of greying flesh and dirt-blackened fingernails, sharp in the brightness. Hands, a horde of human hands, their arms knotted like rope, their fingers twitching and grasping, leading back into the cramped darkness of the safe. Harvey stumbled backwards as Rob began to struggle. Harvey! Harvey couldn't move, couldn't drag his eyes away from that terrible tangle of limbs. Well, 
muttered a little voice at the back of his mind. How else could you fit so many people inside? Harvey, please! Rob yelped and fell to his knees as the hands jerked him forward, his feet scuffing the ground as he struggled for purchase. They were dragging him into the safe, into the horrible, dark space beyond. Harvey managed to moan. The crowbar clattered to the ground, not quite masking that muttering scramble of fingertips. A second thought arose. The Varian had been grand in its day. Why board up the windows? Why leave the hotel to rot, here in the middle of the countryside, where no one would find it? Why run and never come back? What had they found down here, in the cellar depths? What had they kept chained? Was it a thing kept fed on lonely travellers, or some terrifying hermit crab wearing the hotel like a second skin? Harvey made it to the stairs before Rob began to scream. He closed his eyes with a whimper and stumbled upwards, grasping blindly for the cellar door, for that sliver of moonlight at the top of the steps. As he ran blindly across the reception, his footsteps echoing, his heart pounding in his throat, Harvey thought he heard the distant creak and click of a metal door swinging shut, followed by a terrible crunching sound from below. Then, silence. Days passed. No word from Rob. No texts. No alerts. Harvey scanned the newspapers paced his apartment. He even considered driving back to the hotel, searching for his mate. What if he'd left Rob there, injured? What if there was a perfectly rational explanation for all this? What if... But he couldn't bring himself. Too often, he awoke, tangled in his bedclothes, listening for the skittering fingers across the apartment walls, for a tangled shape to drag itself out of the dark. At last... Delirious with exhaustion, he sought out Sam. You went, Sam grinned, showing discoloured teeth. You actually bloody went? Yeah. Harvey's eyes darted. The pub tonight was too crowded, too much noise. Shadows flickered through the windows outside. Sam let out a terrible, barking laugh. Harvey's hands tightened into fists. Where the fuck did you send us? Sam merely grinned. Do you have the key? He asked. The what? Give it away. Sam sat back. Or sell it. Make it someone else's problem. Who cares? Harvey rose to grab Sam's collar, to jerk him upright, to smash his face in. But something made him pause. The key... I'd left the key at the hotel. It had been in Rob's hand. I don't have the bloody key, he snapped. Sam let out another barking laugh, rising to a series of hissing giggles. Harvey sat back, watching the pale sweat drip from the man's forehead. He was mad, utterly mad. He stood to leave, his throat tight, disgust prickling his neck. Sam's laughter followed him into the night. Harvey walked home through the darkened streets, his heart pounding, flinching at shadows. The blare of a car alarm in the next street over, the pattering of paws as a fox darted across the road. It was a relief to reach his apartment, small and dingy as it was, to throw across the bolt on his front door. He'd have a new one fitted tomorrow, a big one just in case. 
glimpsed the familiar silhouettes of furniture and rooms. Harvey froze. Something stood in the middle of his living room, a shape he didn't recognise. The sheen of outside street lamps lit a gleam of red metal and four stumpy legs. Slowly, with growing horror, Harvey flicked on the lights. He already knew what he'd see. The safe, its crimson finish bright against the dull white walls of the apartment. It exuded a soft, earthy smell, like something held underground, like something that should have remained buried. Harvey let out a soft moan. He could run. He knew he could run. He'd run before, hadn't he? But he'd let it out now. He'd unlocked the door, broken away the boards, and Rob had come looking for him. Rob wanted them to finish the job. Rob had the key. Harvey managed a horrified moan. Slowly, carefully, something was scratching on the other side of the door. Scratching to be let out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The Safe was written by Georgia Cook, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Carl Hughes of music by Um Corpse and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington for updating our content operating systems with his social media installer package. Cheers, Ben. Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She's a winner of the LISP 2020 Flash Fiction Prize and has been shortlisted for the Bridport Prize, Staunch Book Prize and Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at at Georgia Cooked and on her website at www.georgiacookwriter.com. Josh Curran is a narrator and writer. He's narrated many episodes of The Other Stories over the show's lifetime. He's also the creator of the horror audio drama podcast, Miscreation. You can follow him on Twitter at, at @jcurranwriter. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. 
It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.